0: You're listening to Operation Veteran Finance, where veterans receive unbiased and expert advice to help them achieve their money mission. Here's your host, Army veteran and certified financial planner professional, Garrett Sorensen. Hello, and welcome to Operation Veteran Finance, where veterans get their investing, saving, and planning education to help them accomplish their money mission. I am your host, Garrett Sorensen. Army Veteran and Certified Financial Planner. I am excited for this episode, as excited as I can be, I suppose, uh, given the the topic that we're talking about is kind of a heavy one. And uh, today we are going to be talking about that big R word that everyone has been hearing in the news lately. Every time you turn on the TV, anytime you look at any kind of financial report, I feel like this is all anyone is talking about. But we are going to talk about recessions. Specifically, what is a recession and what are some things that you should be doing to prepare if we are going into recession for future recessions, what you can do now. We'll we'll give you guys some, some basic education as far as what you can do if we are looking at a recessionary period. So let's start off really just by looking at what a recession is. I feel like uh, like there's a lot of talk around recession. And for a lot of people, it's just a word. It's really just a big, scary word. And uh, a recession is actually something that can be pretty easily defined. However, depending on your school of thought is going to determine whether or not or how you consider us going into a recession what type of definition you give this is going to define the t- uh, us going into recession for that and so there's two very specific ones that we look at that most people really do subscribe to the first one it is it is an easy one it's it's a little bit more tangible and this is the one that actually the united King- the united kingdom follows pretty well but it is when you have the definition of recession for them is when you have two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, gross domestic product growth. So they're actually going negative for their GDP for two consecutive quarters. They in the UK and for a lot of economists here in the United States would consider that to be the point of a recession. Now, I like that model because it is very easy to follow. It's it's tangible, you know. And I think for a lot of people, the reason that we don't look at what's taking place in the markets today and say, OK, we're in a recession now based on X, Y, Z, whether it's inflation or the downturn of the market, whatever it might be. Uh, it's because a lot of people do want to wait until they have that tangible aspect, that almost retrospective aspect of what's taking place in the economy. And that's why I think this is a little bit more of an official, unofficial one, where once this has taken place, it's a lot easier for people to say, "Okay, yes, we are in a recession. We've had two consecutive periods of negative GDP. And that affects businesses, that affects the investments, that affects all types, that affects the employment, and it affects essentially just a lot of different aspects. But we do want to look at the National Bureau of Economic Research. Now, this is kind of the official, uh, again, the National Bureau of Economic Research is, is sort of the official consensus of the economy for the U.S. And so for the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research, they have their own specific definition. I'm going to read it here from the website. They define an economic recession as a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months, normally visible in real GDP, real income, employment, industrial production, and wholesale retail sales. So, a little bit more of a long-winded answer. I feel like a part of this is very specific with how they deco- uh, with how they define a recession, while it still remains a little bit vague. The aspect of spread across or lasting more than a few months uh, is a few months, two months, is it three months, is it four months? The one thing that we have to keep in mind with the NBE, the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research, is that they are a retroactive looking. So they do not sit there and try to predict what's going to take place. They wait several months after an economic event has taken place. And then they release the report saying, this is the cycle. This is from peak to trough, from trough to peak. This is when the recession started. This is when the recession ended. And they maintain the information available on there. So they're not going to be the ones to come out and say, we are in a recession. They'll be the ones to come and say, here is when this recession started. Uh, the other economists, a lot of uh, financial experts, they're going to be the ones that really start pushing us towards using that term of officially being in a recession. And again, I think the time when most people are comfortable, especially you know the news, media outlets, things like that are going to start using it, is once we've hit uh, uh, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. So, with that, uh, you know, we might look at GDP, we might look at a recession and say, okay, Garrett, well, that's all fine and well, but how is this going to impact me on there? And I don't think a lot of people, most people can think back to the last time we've had a recession. Fact of the matter is, according to the uh, Bureau of Economic Research, we've had since the 1850s 33 economic recessions, and they last. Typically, on average, the typical recession lasts 1.5 years, one and a half years, whereas the typical growth period within an economy is lasting about 3.7 years. So when we look at the economy cycle as a whole and people start hearing about a recession, we are coming off an incredibly long period of growth for our economy. Really, the last recession that we saw was uh, started in 2000, this December of 2007, and according to the Bureau of Economic Research, ended actually in June of 2009. So we're about 13 years away from the last recession. Now, when we talk about economic downturn, it's important to understand that economic downturn can be instances like. A much higher unemployment rate or a drop a severe drop in uh, the economy based on the stock market or business wealth things like that and we don't necessarily have to have those economic downturns and go into a recession one example of that is actually march of 2020 or excuse me yes march of 2020 with the covid 19 pandemic kicking off we saw we entered a bear market down 20 percent from the previous peak of the market And we experienced that for a relatively short amount of time based on actions through the the Fed and the government. And so we went into a period of, of pretty severe economic downturn, businesses were closed, people weren't working, highest unemployment rates ever. And yet we did not go into a recession like most people thought. The reason for that was because there was intervention from the federal government to ensure that actions were taken which is something that the federal government can do quite often with a recession. So we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute as we're going through. Uh, But just kind of focusing on recessions and the cycles of how they are. Like I said before, we've seen 33 economic recessions since 1850. So what does that mean for you? How can a recession really affect you? And the obvious answer here might be, well, Garrett, just go ahead and take a look at the stock market. And that might be true. And I'll tell you guys right now, I work in this industry, I look at investments pretty much all day, every day. You know, I'm not a stock picker. I'm not this investing guru. I don't just live in the world of investments, of course. So it's really easy for me to really pay attention to the markets and what's taking place. But I do have, based on financial planning, a lot of other aspects that we look at other than just the investments. And I tell everybody when it comes to times like this, where we experience some severe economic downturn, where that especially when it's prevalent in the stock market like it is today. The last thing I'm usually doing is going and looking at my own investment accounts. It is not something that I enjoy when the markets are down. Uh, I already know whether the markets are going to be up or down throughout the day. And the last thing I need to do is go and see how it impacted me personally. And for a lot of people, I think they're like, oh, Garrett, that's crazy. You know, i I would want to know. I would definitely want to know where my account's at. I talked to a lot of other people that thankfully don't think I'm too crazy and they they agree with me. They are not big fans of going and looking at their account during that time. Uh, but you know, one way that a recession can really affect you is just with your investings and your savings. And so... For a lot of people, that might be the worst that it gets. It might be the worst thing that happens is that their investment account is down. Some of the investment choices they made might be impacting them. They may have lost a lot of losses. They may be overexposed in certain areas and the recession impacts that area a little bit more and uh, it hurts them in their accounts. Now, I gotta say, if, if a recession, if the worst thing that happens to you in a recession is that your investment accounts are impacted, I would say you got off pretty easy. Personally, I think that a recession with an economic downturn in your portfolio is really not even that bad of a thing. And some people might get angry with that statement, but I will tell you why. First and foremost, if you are concerned with the downturn of the economy, specifically where it affects your investment accounts because it's going to impact your long-term goals, then that tells me that there's a chance you might have been overexposed to risk within the market. And I see that more often than not, especially when we come into periods of high economic uh, downturn. People will come to me and they say, I felt like I lost more money than I should have in 2020 or in 2008, or in any other potential, like uh, any other historical downturns that we've experienced. And they come and say, you know, I just don't know why I lost that much money. And the answer is, is that they were overexposed in whatever it might be. They were taking on more risk than their risk tolerance was allowing. And so one of the things that we want to look at is if you're sitting here saying, oh, you know, this is this economic downturn, it, it worries me, I'm losing sleep because the markets are going down, whatever it might be. That might be a sign that you are overexposed in the markets based on your risk tolerance. And now might be a time for you to kind of consider are there other ways for me to maximize any kind of gain or potential for my account without having to take so much equity exposure risk? Because we know that markets are going to fluctuate. There's going to, be up, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And if you're unable to ride that, or you're too close to where you need to be based on the based on your retirement or based on whatever life event that you have coming up where you may need to use these assets, taking advantage of that, uh, that knowledge really is going to be the best thing for you. And it's unfortunate that something like that might happen or might come because of a recession. But at the same time, if you're recognizing that about yourself, now is the best time for you to go and look and say, should I be making adjustments to my portfolio based on my risk tolerance right now? That does not mean that you should be going and making adjustments to your portfolio based on some market timing or based on the fact that the market's going to go so much lower, potentially go so much lower. Of course, none of us know it might go so much higher. And that's why we don't want to make that type of adjustment is because at the end of the day, if you get scared and you pull all your money out, you're going to lock in those losses that you've already experienced. And then when the market starts to recover, which it could recover very quickly, just like we saw in 2020, now you're not taking advantage of that upward movement to recap or to bring back in those gains that you had already lost. So if you're making adjustments based on the fact that you recognize you might be overexposed uh, overexposed due to a risk concern, that's the right time for you, or that's the right reason for you to be making an adjustment, not because of market timing. So Another thing that we look at when it comes to how a recession can affect you, and this is the one I think that really kind of worries people a lot with the recession, and it's a big part of a recession, and that has to do with the unemployment rate. When we see businesses experiencing lower growth, their sales aren't as high, their projection numbers aren't coming out, their stock isn't doing as well they will tend to, especially publicly traded companies, they have the, the chance, well, I say that's maybe not the right term to use here. They don't have the chance. They will often go through and begin to find ways to beat their bottom line. Right? They want to find a way to save a dollar in a recessionary period. And unfortunately for a lot of people, that means that they might be losing their job. They might be getting laid off. Uh, One thing that we hear a lot about in the news, especially in my profession, is just the layoff that you'll see, the layoff percentages that you'll see within particular publicly traded companies. And I think that's one of the scarier aspects for people as you start to see in a recession that the unemployment rate is going up. Companies are slowing down on hiring. It gets a little bit more Uh, Difficult to find a good paying job out there given that these economic times are causing companies to slow down on their growth projections because people aren't out buying the product as much or using their service as much or they don't have as much money for R&D as they should because they're experiencing loss within their business uh, itself. And so that's really one of the scary aspects. And I think that for a lot of people, when they start hearing the recession term, that's really what they begin to worry about. And so, you know, what are some of the ways that we can really help protect ourselves for that? This is just, this is planning for the worst, hoping for the best. What we wanna see here is if you think there's a chance that within your company or your job or whatever it might be, that you might be expendable given a a recession or some type of economic downturn, we want to make sure that we have a good, comfortable savings uh, uh, savings amount, emergency savings in order to cover for that period of you either out finding another job, waiting for the markets to recover, whatever it might be, having a comfortable cushion that you can fall back on if the worst does happen in a recessionary period. Now, for... A lot of people listening to this that are currently serving in the military or are veterans, they've retired or they've got some type of medical disability is that they do have some type of guaranteed payment. fact of the matter is the Army is not going to start laying people off. The Navy is not going to start letting people go because they can't afford it anymore. They might lower their recruitment levels, which is definitely something that we've seen, but they're not just going to start laying people off. And so for a lot of people, there is job security in these recessionary times, which is great for the military service members. And for retirees, people that are receiving that pension, a lot of them stayed that long because they do have that guarantee. They know that even if they do lose their current job. They've got a steady set level of income still coming into them to help take care of their basic needs while they go out and try to find another job. It really is a level of financial freedom that a lot of people don't have. One of the big benefits that I talk to uh, people about the military a lot because it does just help ensure that other veterans, military members are kind of more prepared for these recessionary periods but it doesn't mean that it's still not scary it doesn't mean that it can't impact uh, your spouse or or uh, even family members and that's one of the big things that we look at with these recessions is that even if it doesn't impact you odds are it could be impacting the people around you you may have friends you may have immediate family you may have Uh, church members or even neighbors that are going through a very difficult time with their money because of what's taking place in the recession. And uh, that can be difficult for other people to see, especially if they are the type of people that want to help out their family or want to make sure they can help out their friends. And so, you know, in those periods of time, one of the best things that we can do for those people is just have a good set of resources to help them be able to go and get the help that they need at that point in time. Um, there's a lot of different government benefits that they may be able to take advantage of. For military members, there's a lot of military benefits that they can start to take advantage of. The one thing, if you're, I tell you right now, if you're listening to this podcast, You know, people that are going through that, you can say, hey, listen, you know, there's this podcast you can listen to that talks exactly about this stuff they might be able to help you. And even from there, you can take it one step further and actually reach out directly to us so that we can help them personally during that point in time. That conversation is absolutely free of charge. We're not going to charge somebody when they're going through a hard time like that. We want to make sure that we are here more so than anything, giving people the education and the help that they need. Uh, Whether that's us or somebody else that you know that you think could be able to help them, definitely make that recommendation to them. That's, I think, something that's really going to help them. Outside of that, recessionary effects, they can, uh, they can affect people in a lot of different ways. And uh, some of this gets down very granular to them individually, the way that they're, that they're living their life, some of the things that they like to do, whether they like to travel, travel costs might go up. It might become a little bit more expensive to go to other places. Whereas if you're traveling, some of the items that you might be buying from a particular country might actually be cheaper due to supply and demand based on that. Uh, so, a lot of things can really actually impact that that you may not know. And so it's really important just when you're looking at your personal financial plan, And say, if we're going into a recession right now, how does my plan hold up? And again, this is another one of those things where if you're not sure how your plan is going to hold up in a recession, this is where it makes sense to really talk to a professional, understand how they can help you ensure that your plan is recession-proof, and even possibly make some adjustments or give you some advice to ensure that you're going to be able to make it through this recessionary period recessions don't last forever when these things end there are there is a period of growth that you want to be able to take advantage of and you need to be primed in the right position in order to do so and speaking with uh, ourselves or other professionals is going to be the best thing that you can do for that so what are some of the things you should be doing right now if we are in a recession the very first thing is do not panic A recession is bad, but if you've been doing the right things, then you're going to be okay when this thing ends. The last thing we want to do is start to panic and begin to make adjustments to our plan when we're in the storm. When we're in the storm is one of the worst times to make movements because we can get so thrown off. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't touch your accounts. You can't be doing anything like that. Of course, if you have the ability to this is a great time to be investing more, be able to start saving more because some of the investments that you may have liked before are now just a little bit cheaper and you can dollar cost average your way into higher gains based on these market movements. Uh, saving just in general. Of course, if you're looking at this and you say, you know, i have I've, I've uh, coming off this period of time, maybe you were part of the great resignation and you moved into a new higher paying job, you've got that extra funds. Do you need to increase your Um, your emergency fund, your nest egg that you have, the amount of cash that you have available if there is something that happens. Now's a great time to start doing that because if something does happen, you wanna make sure you have that capital available to you. So really looking at your financial plan and saying, what are some of the specific things I need to consider given my situation in life And begin to put those plans down on paper, put that down, write it, make sure that it's there. And then if something happens, you have that ripcord, sort of that uh, reserve parachute that you can pull, that's going to make sure that you're still getting to the ground safely. And of course, what are some of the things that we can do to help prepare for future economic downturns or these recessions? Uh, I, I've said it here now. We we experience recessions. The fact of the matter is, is that unless you're planning on America just failing, we will recover from economic downturns. And when we recover for them, we're going to have periods of growth. And then we go through the cycle again. We reach the peak. The peak begins to go down. We reach the trough. We go back up. These are, there is a, this economic cycle that we want to know and really understanding how our investments, how our financial plan are going to play out through those periods is going to be important. And so we don't want to make decisions based on the fact that we're going through a really good time for a lot of people since 2009, they may not have been making the right moves inside of their portfolio because there was such a high level of growth during that period. Essentially the fact that we haven't had a recession in the past 13 years has given people a false sense of confidence, or could have given people a false sense of confidence inside their ability to invest and take on risk. And so we want to make sure that when we come up with a plan, regardless of what's taking place in the market, we are sticking to that plan. That means consolidate or not consolidate, that means rebalancing and moving debt, moving out of equity exposure as you're getting closer to those important periods of life, whether that be retirement or a major purchase that you have. It means not overexposing yourself to a particular equity or a specific asset class so that when there is a market downturn, you're not seeing higher levels of losses just because you might have been seeing a higher level of return in the past with that. We don't wanna make movements based on what the market is doing. We wanna be able to make movements based on what you're doing and according to your financial plan. That is going to be the best way to ensure that when those future economic downturns or recessions happen, You don't have to go and look at your accounts and be worried. You don't have to worry that if you lose your job, you're not going to be able to put food on the table anymore. You've taken care of the things that you need to consider for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for whoever it might be, and really set yourself up for a good, solid future. Of course, as you guys are listening to this, if we're moving into a recession, maybe by the time this episode comes out, maybe they've even already said it's there is an official recession, maybe we're on the upswing and we're we're seeing gains every single day. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have a, a crystal ball that tells me what's going to take place in the market. But what I can do is I can help you understand how these things are going to impact you specifically. And so if you're interested in that, we would love to hear from you. You can go to our website, www.OperationVeteranFinance.com. There's a contact us page where you'd be able to reach out. Those emails come direct or those contact uh, come directly to me and I will respond immediately to get you the help that you need. We'd love to be able to take this relationship to the next level and be able to help you really prepare with your overall financial planning. If you have any questions about a recession, about an economic downturn, about what you should be doing with your accounts, we'd love to be able to answer those as well. Go ahead and send those in that contact page as well. Again, that's www.OperationVeter.com. Veteranfinance.org. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, downloading, subscribing, wherever you're getting your podcasts. Again, new episodes are coming out every other Thursday. So please do share this with your friends, with other veterans, with other service members as it does. It. That's the best way for us to grow. So thank you guys again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Operation Veteran Finance. You can listen to this episode or all other episodes by visiting the website www.OperationVeteranFinance.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Markham Wealth LLC is an SEC registered investment advisory firm with its principal place of business in Ohio. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This discussion is intended to be general and educational in nature and is not tailored to any listeners, individual circumstances, or financial situation. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained herein serves as the receipt of or as substitute for personalized investment advice. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. This communication should not be construed as a recommendation or Solicitation to take or refrain from taking any particular course of action due to various factors, including changing regulation and market conditions. The information discussed may no longer be reflective of, of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up to date at the point of publication, Markham Wealth does not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The subjects discussed herein are general in nature, provide for information purposes only, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Listeners should consult with the professionals of his or her choosing regarding their specific legal, tax, or financial situations.